This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Friday morning, it is Sex Talk. This is cliffcentral.com. It is unradio. It is unscripted. And this morning, fair chance it is most definitely uncensored. So, Sex Talk with John T. Searle and some delicious, gorgeous people in the studio this mm-hmm. morning. Morning, Tamar. Good morning, John T. And we're with Bruce. Morning. And Bella. Good morning. Here for the first time. You're going to talk really close to the mic like you're about to give it a big smooch. Okay. That's better. And Tanya's here. Hi. Very cool. So, obviously, you weren't terrified last time. (laughs) Well, we were all alone in that show. It was a bit scary. Okay. Alone. So, so is an orgy better? (laughs) First of all, yes. The fear of performance (laughs) is dissolving. And, yeah, we can share the burden. Oh, or the pleasure. <laughs> yes, actually. I'm happy. Yeah. Yes. So let us do this. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Closet freak. Dirty dictionary word. Closet freak. Any idea what a closet freak is? Someone who enjoys being inside a closet. Okay. Or maybe kissing a closet. Kissing a closet. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back and see. Yeah. How are you going to kiss yeah. a closet? It's possible physically, but yeah. yeah. So you actually have a wood fetish or a metal yeah. fetish. Okay. okay. All right. Any idea what a closet freak might be? Maybe somebody who likes to do it in the closet. Likes to do likes it in the closet. Something freaky. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's quite good. For me, I think the first thing that comes to mind is somebody who's like who's freaky deaky, but they keep mm. it on the down low, you know. So they come across as all like mm. purer than the driven driven snow. But when the lights go out, then things get wild. Okay, so that's the warmest <laughs> yeah. so far. Mm. Any ideas? It there? reminds me of the joke of you know I'm afraid of closets. Okay, so. If you won't stop it, I'll, I'll close you in a closet mm-hmm. and you will choke, choke to death. But I suspect it's somebody that wants, it just has a passion to get people out of the closet. So it's like he loves gays that are just, you know, that are still in, in the closet, oh. closet freak. You know, it's like, I know you're still in there. Get out of the closet. Kind That's of a thing. straight breaker. Yeah, exactly. Straight breaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. We are all freaks, that's yeah. for sure. Not maybe in the closet. morning, freak in the evening, just like yeah. me. Interesting <laughs> one. Okay. Very cool. Okay. So I asked some of my friends um, to firstly share a piece of erotica that they thought was cool for them, whatever turned them on, whatever attracted them. 
And then a couple of questions going with that. The difference between porn and erotica. The first time that they saw something that was erotic or pornographic, um, and why whatever that might have been turned them on. So join our conversation on 0861-555-189. We are on WeChat. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us know. And if you want to share a piece of erotica or something that turns you on, please share it with us. Even if you want to messages, message it, it and somebody here can read it on your behalf, or you're more than welcome to call us and share what turns you on and why. That's the interesting thing. And the difference between porn and erotica, it's always something that, that fascinates me. Mm. Always, always a really kind of interesting one. So, so one of our friends, Candace Mama, who couldn't be with us this morning, um, sent something in. So let's start with that, if I can find it first. Her name, her name is already erotic in a way, because like Candace Mama, but it's like a beautiful. Should have been like, whoa, Mama. <laughs> it's like Candice, yeah, mama. Candace Mama. There's yeah. something very erotic. I know she's Good. kind of working on Mama's a candy. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is Candace's contribution. Hi, John T. The piece of erotica I'll be reading is from a website called deepundergroundpoetry.com. This poem is called The Rhythm of Surrender. A knot forms in the center of my core, not yet tightly tied, as the knot's holding my wrists in place. And you make sure the last thing I see is the look in your eyes, that grin, your lips moving in a whisper. Tension pulls the cords inside me, Goodbye. Headphones cover my ears. A slow, sensual rhythm begins to play. Now you are scent, sensation. I breathe you in. Mixed with my arousal, feel your vibrations of movement, the heat of you when you're near me. The rhythm rides through me in waves that make my hips search for you. And then you touch me. Fingers following the rhythm in my ears, tingling under my skin. New song, new beat, unexpected heat, shocking, cold. Then, what the fuck was, oh yes, your tongue there and there, conducting a chorus of need, unrestrained. My groans and cries harmonize with music meant to fuck my mind. Tempo change. Drum, thump between my thighs, driving, urgent, pounding in my pulse. You are inside me. Every cell alive with you, a tangle of tension that has become my existence. You tempt and tease. Give me little tastes of the beat that will break me. Fuck the pieces that don't fit. All I want is to shatter and put this playlist on repeat. That was by Marie Keys. The, for me, what stood out about this particular piece was how it takes you on a mental journey with this woman. And you almost feel like you are in her shoes. And it's romantic without being extremely explicit. And she uses the right words to stimulate you mentally and your body moves along with a poem. Uh, so what's the difference between porn and erotica for me? Erotica allows me to go on a journey. 
it allows me to imagine and be the character and put myself in the particular character's shoes. And you almost feel more involved in it. Whereas with porn, although it can be very enjoyable, uh, a lot of the times it tends to cater more to men and you there's certain scenes that can't be avoided in porn movies. Whereas in an erotica, it caters a lot to women and how we feel and how we experience our sensuality. The first porn or erotica I saw or read was probably when I was around 19 um, and I stumbled on a porn short clip. And I don't remember it doing anything for me, but then when I was around 21... Oh, no, 22. That's when I went and I actually searched for porn that appealed to me. And, yeah, so for me, both can come in very handy in teaching you about your sensuality and sexuality. But for me, I prefer erotica. Awesome, John T. I hope you have a great show. Mm. Comes in handy. Mm, Absolutely. (laughs) With lube. Yeah. So she said some really interesting things there. Um, and the first, it's always fascinated me, this difference between porn and erotica. Um, and it, it's something that's really beautiful. So for me, the biggest difference is that erotica is sensual. And sensual has a personal connection. Porn is very generic. There's mm. some level of arousal, but it's very generic. And the erotic always has something, it touches something inside which means that it can be explicit. It's not that it's always suggestive. It can be explicit, but there's a context for us, and that's really, really important. Why do you guys think about that? Hmm. I think there's something unbelievable, unbelievably important of not, um, not looking at things as they are. And uh, porn and uh, direct or kind of you know, something that comes to you as a, you know, that's the end product. So you, your mind, your imagination, your senses, your your buildup is gone. It's there. It's the end product. It's the final destination. And we are actually missing out on the whole journey, which is infinity, which connects us to the universe, which connects us to creativity, which connects us to everything that is not explicit or not in front of our eyes, but is greater than what we can see, we can feel, we can taste. So... There is by saying, I'm not going to see the end result or what you already decided for me, what I'm going to see, but I'm going to imagine it, use my senses. That's going to be the greatest gift. That's what for me it actually is. Hmm. I think for me, it's, it's the involvement of the emotional aspect as well. So for me, sexuality or anything sexual is just mechanical, where something being erotic takes it to another level where there's a sort of emotional, uh, investment in terms of just in terms of using your imagination and you can almost taste it and, and feel it on a different realm and you in, in, incorporate different aspects of your be- being rather than just your genitalia. Um, you know, seeing two people having sex in porn is, is great, but imagining the scenario in a way that will tickle your particular fancy make, takes it to another level. Mm. It just transcends the mechanic, mechanics of sex, I suppose. Yeah. So for me, sensuality and emotion are incredibly linked because one of the definitions of sensuality as opposed to sex is the heart. There's always a heart involvement in something that's sensual. That's the personal aspect of that. Interesting. Bella, what do you think about that? 
Well, I think that Tamar definitely said it perfectly. Um, with porn, there's not that build-up. Your whole, the whole build-up is just gone, you know. And I mean, it's not a big turn on it for me personally if there's no build-up. So I think that you said it perfectly. Yes, I agree with Bella. So the build-up is what's really an important part of it. Okay. Yes. So that's kind of interesting because I talk quite a lot about this concept that we call the sexual fire, which says that if you take these really big logs and you pour some petrol on or something and you light them, they're going to burn, but they're not going to burn for long because there's no substance. There's no real sustenance. But if you kind of start slowly and you start with some fire lighters and some twigs and you let that burn and then you add and you add and you add and you have this amazing inferno, but it takes time to build that up. And that's kind of really, really an interesting one. Okay. Mm. Huh. So what's the piece of erotica that you chose? Me? Yes. Okay, so what I chose is actually a piece that my friend sent to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's very subtle. So let me begin. It's called Forbidden. Okay. Before I could stop myself, I was grinding into him. And he pushed and pushed him back against the hallway. Our kisses were still slow, not lazy, but restrained, like at any moment we were going to blow out of control. I wanted to feel him. He was so hard and so big, pushed right up against me, and I could never, I could never feel the good ever again. His was it for me. I ran my hands under his shirt and up his belly and felt his nipples. So warm and soft. He ran his hands down my back and my, to my butt and pulled me even closer against him. A moan came from my lungs that I couldn't have stopped if I had wanted to. He answered my moan with a shudder as I slipped my hand between, oh, as I slipped my hand and grabbed him hard. I unzipped his jeans and dropped to my knees. He was wearing underwear and the tip of his cock was already slippery. I pushed my mouth against his cock, folding it even harder onto his stomach, tilting my head and opening my mouth. I kissed up and down. God, he was so hard. He moaned and dug his fingers into my shoulders. I didn't think I could get any more turned on. I was so wet I could feel slickness between my thighs, escaping my underwear. I licked his cock from base to tip, up and down until he gently swore. His eyes were closed and his thighs were shuddering. I pushed my face gently into his balls and licked the space just behind them, then pulled each one into my mouth. He smelled so good. I ran my hand up his body and he slowly pulled me up, kissing me gently and yet deeply he ran his hand down my side and into my underwear. He traced his fingers down my cunt, and as I shuddered with need, he flipped me around so my ass was against him, and his cock was against me. He was so hard, and I felt every inch of him as he gently pushed against me. He pulled back, eliciting a cry from me, and I didn't, from me, I didn't mean to make, and pushed his cock between my legs. By his groan, I could tell that he could feel how wet I was through my underwear on his cock. We were both still fully dressed, aside from his jeans undone. 
and reaching around, he pulled my underwear to the side and pushed his cock in against my cunt, sliding back and forth. He was gently cursing and sucking my neck. As he bit my ear, I didn't know if I could hold myself up for much longer. Our guttural moans were getting so urgent, and I didn't know when anyone would be coming up this way to use the bathroom. I spun around so we were chest to chest, looked up at him. We pushed together into the bedroom. I almost thought of all the reason I shouldn't be doing this, but I felt almost in physical pain from wanting him so badly. What restraint we had left broke apart as he kissed me so hard, I didn't know if I could bear it. Very subtle. Yeah, very. You know, you know, wow. you know when you're like, when you're like watching with your parents, subtle. when you watch with your parents and there's like a really hot scene and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I actually oh. feel a little bit so, flushed. Yeah. yeah. I need a sip of water. Exactly. You don't need to see anything. Yeah. Huh? It's like, it's in your head yeah. happening. Yeah, it was very, Felicia Mabuza subtle. That's very subtle and gentle. Absolutely. Lots of room yeah. for imagination. But you know what? It's like but it's you, beautiful to yeah. share that. Thank mm. you. It's mm. powerful. Well, so what what really drew that to you? What really drew you to that piece? The what really drew me to that piece is the fact that I have had that experience before mm-hmm. with somebody who I wasn't allowed to see. Mm-hmm. And we did see each other behind everybody's back. Okay. And it was the forbidden. I I did experience the forbidden, and it was amazing. Mm. (laughs) So for you, is the forbidden the turn-on? The forbidden is the turn-on, yes. No, well, not really the forbidden as in in a sense of, you know, he's married, Mm. he's not allowed to. The forbidden in the sense of nobody's allowed to know. Kind of like that when you're with a work colleague and nobody Mm. at work is allowed to find out kind of thing. So... Kind of a, in in an innocent way, but yes, the forbidden. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Subtle no, beautiful <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's more like watching porn with yeah. words. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought that was subtle. No, you help our rating. Amazing. Yeah. You just, you're wonderful. Yeah. We the, who needs who needs who needs movies? You know, it's mm. done. Yeah. And you know what? We let, we have to call it. We have to, we have to say what it is. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's just much more beautiful to hear it than to see it because I can imagine the perfect guy, the perfect girl to me. And that's the thing because it's our imagination which personalizes whatever it might be rather Mm -hmm. than a set image. Yeah. I'm actually just tweeting now, John, to a a literotica to Mm. look for all these erotic poems. There's a good site. Yeah. Mm. You can't find that one. No, actually, yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think cool. what that poem also um, suggests is it's there's a underlying uh, intimacy. There's like a desire or a want. And I think that's probably also what one, especially as a woman, finds very appealing. That somebody that, wants you. Yes. Like, so badly that, you mm. know, there's this this energy between you. So I think that's very important in a sexual chemistry and connection mm. is that the feeling of being desired. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's you're right. Mm. Yeah, but I think men are, have to, uh, when we're really honest and get in touch with that, the same, the same thing. When it's, when it's a heart involvement, more than just a genital and a body involvement, and I actually read something this week which was quite beautiful. I don't remember where it came from. I saw it somewhere in passing on one of the social media feeds. And it was, it's not the sex that gives us pleasure, it's the lover. 
Oh, beautiful. Mm. And I really kind of like that. I really liked your article that was actually kind of linked to that. Because there's a, there's a, there's a space where we transcend the, um, where we transcend the purely physical and we go somewhere else. And that's where the deeper fulfillment is, mm. is the where else we're going. And that's the power for me anyway. Um, and very often you need to kind of start almost with the porn of it in a way mm. that you kind of go and feast yourself. And then you understand. So on this amazing buffet, these are the things that I really like mm. and want to have more of rather than just kind of gorging every single time, which fills your stomach. But there's no real satisfaction yeah. mm. in it. And, and that's kind of the, the difference and the power. So, and the power of being still and the power mm. of in between the, the pound, pounding. Mm. Well, actually, it's like literally <laughs> the power between the pounding. Try and resist. Mm. What you're also, Bella, what you said about this whole thing it was the forbidden, right? It was yeah. what actually not is, ha what is almost not happening. Yeah. So it's not what's happening. It's the, it's what's happening in your thoughts or mm. you shouldn't do it and so on. That's what you're actually feasting on in the situation. And think about, You know, we are programmed to just go for the orgasm, right? And, and there's something in erotica that tells us indulge your senses, indulge the subtlety, indulge the sensation, also the silence between the pounding. So give a little bit more time. Like, okay, you want to go from this to this to lick his cock to just, okay, let's go bang, you know? And then if you just say, okay, hold it. Let's see what's the possibility. And that's one of the things that John T is saying here. What do I really want now? Can I... Put some consciousness here. And that's something that is a bit different than just going at it like uh, wild animals. I hope there's some book publishers paying attention yeah. to that because the, the power between the pounding yeah. sounds like a bestseller tomorrow. Absolutely. I think there's something it's there. coming yeah. after uh, Fifty Shades and of Shit. Yeah. Exactly and that's that. what's fascinating yeah. is that one little <laughs> phrase or, or, you know, something in this kind of grabs us yeah. and really touches something inside of us. And that's so amazingly beautiful. Okay. Now, I think subtle is kind of a little bit more of where you are this morning. Yeah, I'm definitely on the more subtle side here. <laughs> okay, so let's... She yes, brought the book. Yeah. Okay, this is a very short poem by mm. Pablo Neruda from Chile. It's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Um, full woman, fleshly apple, hot moon, thick smell of seaweed, crushed mud and light. What obscure brilliance opens between your columns? What ancient night does a man touch with his senses? Loving is a journey with water and with stars, with smothered air and abrupt storms of flower. Loving is a clash of lightning bolts and two bodies defeated by a single drop of honey. Kiss by kiss, I move across your small infinity, your borders, your rivers, your tiny villages, and the genital fire transformed into delight runs through the narrow pathways of the blood until it plunges down like a dark carnation. Until it is and is no more than a flash in the night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Lovely. Absolutely. <laughs> so what grabbed you about that? What really appealed to you there? I think for me it's… I love that phrase, ancient woman. Yeah, it's just wow, the way… that really gets me. Yeah, mm -hmm. the way he translates mm. the love he has for this mm. woman and the way he sees her body and… The, you know who just there's this love there that mm. it's like and it's like a, a mystery to it and it's 
it's sort of like, you know, when he says, um, and the genital fire transforming into the light, it's like mm. you can make that to be whatever it is in your delight, you mm. know. Um, yeah, so I just think it's like there's a, a kind of soulful, I think that's what I like about it. There's a very deep soulful connection to this feeling between him and this woman and mm. this, you know, this body and these two bodies connecting in a deep way and their minds, I think, as well. What was the first erotic thing that you ever were conscious of as being erotic or sensual or arousing? Um, well, when I was quite young, there was something very strange that happened to us that we were at a friend's house and we were very young. We were probably like, I don't know, I think 11. Mm -hmm. And my um, brother's friend, Sebastian, uh, we always used to sit in their lounge and watch Tom and Jerry. And our parents were like, you know, having a bar outside mm -hmm. or doing whatever. And we, all of us kids were sitting in the lounge watching Tom and Jerry. And as we were watching it, the father obviously taped over it with some porn. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sure there is Tom and Jerry porn somewhere, by yeah. the way. Just if yeah, you are looking. It was, and that was like our first experience. And I experienced yeah. it with about like six other kids my age. Yeah. And we all kind of sat there thinking, knowing mm. this is unusual, but we just didn't know what, it, what to make of it. So it wasn't arousing at that mm. point, um, but it was very kind of like, oh my word, like what's going on? So, but I think the first thing I ever, it was actually a book. I can't remember what it was called then. I remember I was about 18, 19, and there was just a passage within it that was very suggestive. Mm. And it was, you know, it was kind of that generic type of, oh, you know, the, the woman, you know, was sweat was beating off her body and the man touched her breasts. And I remember reading it thinking, oh, that's quite sexy. So that was probably my first experience, like mm. thinking by just reading something, one could feel kind of like intrigued and aroused by that. Yeah. How old were you? About 19. Okay. Hmm, interesting. You know, it's quite fascinating um, that when we talk to people who are a little bit older and who haven't grown up with cell phones and computers, um, our exposure to things of that nature was really different as opposed to young people today. It's very, very mm. different. You are 20. 21. 21. So you grew up in a very different kind of way, for example. How yeah. old were you when you got your first phone? Um, I think I was probably about eight. Okay. Yeah. So things like that are really, really different, you know, where our first exposure was kind of print or pictures or something, then video. But today the exposure is so different. You know, That's the internet's true, been around yeah. for 25 years or so. Um, and it's it become quite a different experience, mm. which I think mm. in a way is better. But I mean, I mm. don't want to you don't want to say that 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 is also wrong because you have to also um, accept the changes in how yeah. the world is now. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely think there is a lot more. Um, it's a almost like things can be yeah things mm. can be appeased much more easily. Like it's there's no weight, which can also ruin. I think. Sort yeah, of a it, sexual enjoyment. Yeah, it does because the first exposure, what a lot of the studies are showing, is kids today, their first exposure to porn is about age 11, 12. Yeah. Which is very, very different to kind of what we used to have. Um, and my biggest issue with it is there's no context for it, there's no emotional context. Um, never mind the lessons of porn, good or bad, either way, negative or positive. Um, that's a whole different story. But there's no emotional context to put everything in and that becomes quite an issue 
Mm. So it's kind of an interesting one. Okay. But thank you for sharing that. That's really beautiful. Thank I you. Like that. <laughs> hmm. I really, really do. Now, the, the so, erotic commercial. Yes, the erotic <laughs> commercial. That yes. could have been fun. Yes. Percy, go for it. Percy, go for it. I know you want to. You touched my margarine <laughs> for nine ninety-nine. I can be yours. She took the price. You lubricated my slice of bread. Oh, God. Can you imagine to lubricate with margarine? Okay. So. Oh, wow. I wouldn't be the first. <laughs> How to start your great with Kellogg's and the Kelman 20. Don't procrastinate. Do what you want to do and do it now. Be as good as you can, but they can't actually ignore you. Run your own race and stop comparing yourself to other people. On your own pace, your own race, your own lane. Love yourself enough to work on yourself and be honest with yourself. The main thing is action every single day. Small attainable goals that will get you in the right direction. Hashtag start your great. Start your great. Okay. Totally like the, <laughs> the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Hmm. We are hmm. the sexual leaders of tomorrow as well. <laughs> we are. So. Oh, oh. Hmm. Okay. So let's talk to my friend Chris in but a moment. I was so happy. I thought he's going to be here today. It was really a, okay. a moment of joy. Christopher, <laughs> are you there? I'm here. How are you guys? Good morning. Good morning, Chris. Morning. Oh, good morning. It's so lovely to hear your great voices again. Why is your cute little bat not here, Christopher? Totally. You know why? I heard Tamar was there, and you know I can't hold myself back. Uh. He's ruining his reputation as the most fabulous, fabulous gay guy. Yeah. I know, Chris. I feel the same. (laughs) So what's happening in your lives, guys? It's an interesting morning hmm. in the studio. We've gone from subtle to even subtler <laughs> in terms of erotic. So what did, what did you choose to share with us this morning? I found a poem a couple of months ago that, that really sort of sums up my feelings around eroticism. So let, let me read it to you. Cool. When I woke up in early morning, there he was on edge of bed. Reflecting light, staring into space, lost within his thoughts. Was he focused on what we did last last night? My eyes traced the shadows on his back, naked skin, warm, inviting to my hand. I love him most when he smells of sleep, his hair a mess, dreams still possessed. So I pause and watch, not wanting him to know I am awake, taking in his beauty without a sound. I want to touch, yet not disturb the quiet of the moment. One word from me, one touch of hand, knowing he would turn and speak. If I so much as stir, unconscious vulnerability would disappear. So I lie upon the bed and do not move an inch. Protect him while he's unprotected. And it just, for me, that whole thing just is about that that vulnerability, the, the mind game you play with your partners with people Mm. that you're intimate with lovely Mm. that's such a beautiful and powerful word when it comes to erotic is vulnerability because yeah porn is not vulnerable Mm. no 
No, it's also not intimate. That yeah. is yeah. so intimate, and that, that yeah. intimacy is—it's so attractive. You just mm. want want it for yourself. Mm. You know, it's, it, when we spoke about doing the show today, you said, you know, you're going to talk about the difference between porn and erotica. And I, I had to really think about it because, I, I mean, I'd never really gone too in-depth about it. I just, But I worked out that, for me, erotica is what turns me on. Mm. And porn is what gets me off. Ah, mm. that's an interesting one. Huh. Yeah, we're kind of, Tanya, you, I think you said that earlier, that it was very much like porn is about kind of the orgasm. Yeah, I think... Mm. Porn is something that someone does just to have that quick thrill. Yeah. There's no intimacy or... Yeah. I really like that, Christopher. I'm going to use that. Hey, I've got some deep... Thank you. Deep rivers that run through this body, my boy. You must know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've known you for long enough to know that one. <laughs> what was your... What, what, what memory do you have of something really early in your life that was arousing, that you saw, that you read? Jonji, it was, it's, it's actually the most, it, it, it's one of the weirdest things because it's so counterintuitive for me. Um, I don't know if you guys remember many, many, many years ago in the, in the Sunday Times, there'd be the Sunday comics. Yes. And I can't even remember the name of the comic, but it, it had something to do with... A, a very buxom sort of superhero girl. Um, but, I mean, I'm talking superb, uh, supremely buxom. And I can remember at a very early age, I must have been about eight or nine, looking at this and being turned on by it. Mm. And just see it. And, I mean, it's a comic strip. It was a, a drawn comic strip. And I can remember I actually cut it out and I stuck it above my bed. <laughs> Which, you know, just like, and it, it, it just, it was there for years. And I can't, for the life of me, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not where my thoughts went to eventually. Mm. But it was just that, and it was so powerful. And I remember it clearly, clearly, clearly looking at it, um, sort of lying in the lounge on a Sunday, reading the, and thinking, oh, my, there's something different here. There's something that intrigues me very much on a, on a very, uh, Cellular level, and it was it was incredible, oh. absolutely incredible. Oh, beautiful! Huh. Oh. it's amazing so. what does really touch us, what does turn us on when we allow mm. it. For me, it's cartoon girls. <laughs> well, it's a whole new avenue to explore. <laughs> you must see, I'm, I'm searching anime. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Christopher, thank yeah. you so much. Great pleasure, guys. And it's always lovely chatting to you, and I miss you all. Mm, I hope I'm going to see you very soon. You will indeed. You we will missed indeed. you more. We missed you more. That's for sure. Thanks, Tamara. Lots of love. A wonderful day. Cool. Ah, very, very, really interesting. Hmm. So a friend of mine sent something in anonymously, and this was her take on the erotic, which is really cool. It's so not playing so because silent. Dunk has changed the channel. So, <laughs> okay, so if he pl comes and changes it back, we will play it again. Bruce, what did you find to share with us this morning? So I found something. It's a, it's a classic. 
Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it once I've done reading it. And here he was, sitting beside me, legs apart. I could bear it no longer. I touched the inside of his thigh. His reply was to move closer. I trembled. My heart thumped and jumped as my fingers went to his fly. I opened a gap in the flap. I went in there. I sought for a slit in the grip of shorts that had charge of the basket I asked for. I came to warm flesh, then to hair. I went on. I found what I hoped. I groped. It was large. He responded to my fondling in a charming, disarming way. Without a word, he unbuckled his belt while I felt and lolled back, stretching his legs. His pants fell away. Carefully drawing it out, I beheld what I held. The circumcised head was a work of mastercraft, with perfectly beveled rim of unusual weight and the friendliest red. Even relaxed, the shaft was of noble dimensions with the wrinkles that indicate. Singular powers of extension for a second or two, it lay there, inert, then suddenly stirred in my hand, then paused as if frightened or doubtful of what to do, and then with a violent jerk it began to expand. I admired the texture, the delicate wrinkles and the neat sutures of the capacious bag. I adored the grace of the male genitalia. I raised the delicious meat up to my mouth, brought the face of its hard-on to my face, slipping my lips round the Byzantine dome of the head with the tip of my tongue. I caressed the sensitive groove. He thrilled to the trill. That's lovely, he hoarsely said. Go on, go on. Very slowly, I started to move. Gently, intently, I slid to the massive base of his tower of power, paused there a moment down in the warm, moist thicket, then began to retrace, inch by inch, the smooth way to the throbbing crown. <laughs> well, he's definitely an actor, this one. <laughs> <laughs> so that... That is an extract from a poem called A Day for a Lay, mm -hmm. <laughs> otherwise affectionately known as the Blowjob Poem, mm -hmm. and it was written by W.H. Auden in the 1940s. No. And the reason what? why it, I, it excites me, just in terms of, I mean, not only for the powerful imagery mm. and the deliciousness of the wordage and, you know, the description. It is very delicious. It's the fact that this was such a brave thing Time, to yeah. to write uh to write about mm. you know he's this poem is about he's just picked this guy up and um and just sharing this uh, celebrating this experience which at the time in society was a huge taboo mm. so this is definitely a hashtag brave enough punt for me uh in terms of mm. the poem and also just it you the the it makes it so much sexier knowing that he was uh, going against the grain in terms of what was acceptable at the time. So mm. I think it's beautiful. Yay. And that's, it's interesting when it comes to using that word brave, because if you're going to share er your erotica with your partner, and it's something that I would highly recommend that you do. In oh, relationship, yeah. You need to be brave to do that mm. because of what it reveals about you. So 
it takes you to a place where you're really sharing something incredibly deep and intimate and personal with somebody. And what makes it even more personal is if you are willing to talk about and really go into the what turns you on about that. Definitely. Not just this little phrase turns me on, but what? Where does that touch me? What does that bring up for me? And it can open the most amazing and delicious and intimate and growing conversations between you that really take you to such a deep space. Because this is, it's visceral. It really Mm. kind of, because we can't intellectualize what turns us on. It's like love. I can say, this is what I love about you, or this is what I like about you. But the why I love you, a whole different ballgame that is absolutely indescribable. Because think of all the billions of people on this planet, why you? Yeah. And that's absolutely indescribable. It's like attraction is indescribable. So this really can take us somewhere very different inside of us and very, very different and deep in our relationship. Very, very vulnerable if you're willing to go there. I'm very fond of erotica. I mean, I I was exposed to porn at a very young age. Mm. So I was about seven or eight when I the first time I saw the sort of heteronormative porn. I mm. found some friends and I found either my dad's or somebody, and we watched a VHS. But I was 19 when I discovered uh, in my first year at university when I discovered a bookshop in Rondebosch Main Road that had these this you know um, anthologies of of gay short stories. Mm. And as a single, fresh uh, closet freak that had just come out of the closet as a young gay man with very little sexual experience, it was such a, a, a wonderful experience to be able to read these encounters and gain experience without actually having to go out there and shag the first guy I could find in Bronx. Mm. You know, it was a case of I could learn. And, and that's what was why I, I'm quite passionate about it as a form of, of, of safer sex in a way, mm. because I could have these unlimited fantasies and, and learn how other people were doing it and read about it and mm. imagine it in my mind's eye without actually having to go out there and do anything. So mm. I think it's, it's another, another way to be able to sort mm. yourself out in a, in a very sexy, and safe away. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting to expand on, on, on what you've said, that if erotica is the build-up, and if the erotica is what gets you going, how about finding some stuff that you really enjoy that really turns you on and keep the energy and the feeling of that in your body instead of going anywhere else with it? Don't take yeah. it into the porn. Don't take it into... An orgasm. Don't take it into just the release, but enjoy the arousal for the sake of the arousal. And that starts to give you a very, very different perspective on sexual energy. Mm. Definitely. And that's where we really can start exploring so many different layers of ourselves to go through instead of, so now I've got turned on, I have to do something with that. Yeah. Instead of saying, wait a minute, <gasps> sit with it and sit in the breath. And really enjoy it. And that's really, uh, it's a delicious space to be in. So let's try this again, shall we? There's subtlety, there's... Hey, John T. I think the difference between erotica and porn is in the imagination. 
Erotica is a whole lot more suggestive. There's subtlety, there's innuendo, whereas with porn, it's all laid out bare for you. And, for example, that movie with Sharon Stone where she's sitting across a detective's desk and you can see in her face that she's up to something and then she slowly starts to separate her legs and the audience is sitting on the edge of their seats wondering just how much they're allowed to see and imaginations are going crazy. That, for me, is erotica. Um, With a, a scene, if you were to write a very explicit scene and read it versus play it out in a movie, I think the scene written could be very erotic. There's room for your imagination, perhaps even for you to decide which character you are in that scenario. Whereas with a movie played out, it's all decided for you and leaves a whole lot less room for your imagination. But I guess that's also just a matter of opinion and what floats your boat. So the erotic and imagination become so, so linked in that. Hmm. Really, really interesting. Hmm. Okay. Everybody's so serious now. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's well, like it's, it actually gives us a sense of vulnerability. We're does, a little bit like uh, embarrassed, uh, happy, a little bit sensitive. I don't know. Yeah. It feels it, it touches something else. It goes deeper mm. than just a movie that kind of also tells you how to exp- mm. what to do. So I'm going to share a piece. (laughs) (laughs) And afterwards I'll tell you where it came from. It's called The Only Sound. The only sound in the night is a match being struck to light a candle. The only sound in the night are clothes sliding off skin. The only sound in the night is the kissing of our mouths. The only sound in the night is our breath so close. The only sound in the night is the sigh of your thighs opening. The only sound in the night is my lap in your pussy. The only sound in the night is your soft moan. The only sound in the night is the lick of my tongue on your clit. The only sound in the night is the suck of your mouth on my cock. The only sound in the night is my groan. The only sound in the night is my heart sliding into your wet. The only sound in the night is skin rubbing over skin. The only sound in the night is our quickening breath. The only sound in the night is the slish of our passion. The only sound in the night is my belly slapping onto yours. The only sound in the night is the sweat of your breasts on my chest. The only sound in the night is the blood pounding in our ears. The only sound in the night is the exploding of your orgasm. The only sound in the night is the silence of our peace. So. Oh, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Did you write it? I did. Really? Oh, stunning. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. Wow. So for me, I love the mm. kind of the juxtaposition and the playing with firstly different words and phrases, but moving between kind of the explicit and the gentle in a way. And that kind of really fascinates me. So erotic touches us on a lot of different levels because not only is it a kind of body turn on and an emotional turn on, there's also an intellectual connection with it. And that for me is is always really, really powerful. You said the word connection, which Mm. uh, couples or people struggle to 
to really practice when they come to sex because in the beginning it's passion that connects them and then when you know the first two months or you know first few bangs are over then you need to start to connect you need to start to communicate and when you say it's like a, a tool that helps to connect because there's a different stimulation I need to understand what you're saying because it's very clear that my turn on is not your turn on it's but we don't we don't think when once we're in the moment we think my arousal is your arousal, you know, what I feel, you feel. But that's ex- exactly the opposite, actually. So in the beginning, we can ride one wave, but then, you know, I'm in, I want, I need something quiet now. Oh, you need something, you know, fiery now and so on. And in this communication, when you actually, you connect through intellectual level, you need to listen to my words. If I read you a piece of erotica or, you know, we, or we, we, we read it together or just even, you know, just, just connecting each to every, you know, something that you, you really, you really like, then we can communicate about it and then you can understand and start to get to know me mm. for real. So it opens the door yeah. to incredibly deep communication. And it's something that I've actually been thinking about a lot because I'm looking at developing some kind of new ways of sensually connecting and intimately connecting with your partner that are not about sex and that are not always about touch. Um, and communication is an incredible way to do that, but often in a very specific way, that it has to be vulnerable communication mm. as opposed to just talking because that's where we really connect. Hmm. So, interesting things. Super. So, let's go back to our closet freak. <laughs> closet freak. So, Bruce, you were spot on. Really? Okay. So, a closet freak is somebody who has very conservative, generally outward appearance or a very quiet appearance, but get him into the bedroom or an appropriate space and, ha, all hell breaks loose. That is fabulous. Freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have all the, also, John, those thoughts that you just look at people and you think, how is that person in bed? Yeah, but generally I kind of... Put them can look at their energy and yeah, you can know. Yeah, he's yeah, like so. you know, he's like the kryptonite. So. He can see us. So yeah, you want to play an interesting game with with yourself or with your partner when you're out having coffee. It's a fascinating little hmm. kind of turn on for each other. So here's a beautiful little game for everybody for the weekend: is go sit somewhere and have some nice coffee, something to eat, and look at the people around you and tell your partner what you think they enjoy doing sexually. And then nice one. And hmm. then, yeah, so go sit in a nice coffee shop somewhere. I think I've played this game before. Yeah. I think I have to. <laughs> just just <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a lot of fun. You can really kind of let yeah. rip with it. Yeah. Can, yeah. Keep it interesting. I That's mean, if right. it's pensioner's day at the, yes. the local coffee shop, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, explore I remember, that side of yourself. Loudly. Loudly. I was teaching in Cape Town once and... Um, one of the evenings before a workshop or a free evening, I was walking on the beach in Hout Bay and I saw it was like sunset and there was a car there with three old people in it. It was two women and whatever the combination was. And I just started having this whole amazing conversation with somebody on the phone, this whole little um, WhatsApp message thing of these people that escaped from the old age home so they could sit in the car and have their threesome on the beach. And we had this amazing fun conversation. But it became so around and so much fun. And that's what we forget is that this is fun mm. because we forget and 
it's kind of this new thing I'm playing with that we take our sex way too seriously and we don't take it seriously enough. The, that we right don't way, take yeah. it seriously enough is that we don't really learn enough. We don't do enough about safe sex practices, things like that. But we forget to play. And this is one of the most beautiful ways that we can play. Definitely. Hmm. So, a couple of things that are coming up. The first is to celebrate spring because it's getting nice and warm mm. on the 6th, which is this Tuesday coming in a week's time. I'm doing the first water massage again for spring and summer, which is really, really exciting. And there's a couple of places left for that. Um, waves of touch and waves of pleasure at the end of October is almost, almost full, which is our four-day retreat in Mozambique, um, which I can't wait for. And that is really, really awesome. And two new things that I have. Well, one thing that's new. A lot of people ask me, how can I explore my sensuality at home? How can I do some healing on my own? Because what happens if they're not going to come and do some healing? They're not going to come to workshops. How can you do this at home? So I've developed a beautiful online program with seven processes, exercises, and experiences that connect you with yourself, that heal yourself. It's called Eros Energy Connection. And I've released it this past week. And it really gets you in touch with your own sensuality. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you are gay, whether you're straight, whether you're bi, whether you're trans, whether you are anything, it's for you. And that's, that's really exciting. And it's based on the work that I do with people who come and see me. So if you're interested, email me, johnt at eroslife.co.za, and it's available for you. It was really cool to be with you guys this morning. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. (laughs) What did you enjoy most about the show today? Um, I think for me it was interesting to also hear what Pete, like with uh, Bella and Bruce and yourself, just sharing what a piece of writing that you enjoy. And I think it also just moments like this make you introspect and ask yourself questions. Uh, Not questions, but you almost like look at it can give you a different outlook on sexuality as well and uh, and realize that things aren't always very serious. You know, there's fun and I think as long as you just, you know, enjoy yourself but be safe, I think sex is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and especially love. If we're doing that, we're doing good things. Thank you. What did you enjoy most about today? I enjoyed finding out that I'm not as subtle as I thought. <laughs> we could have told you that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, your piece that you wrote, John T. It actually quite it spoke to me quite a bit as well. Thank you. And I just enjoyed being in the studio for the first time. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome to come back. Thank you. What did you enjoy most about today? Um, I've, I'm sort of inspired. I've, I've, I mean, I've got a long-standing uh, love relationship mm. with with erotica, but I think, and also having heard your piece, I'm inspired to you may try my hand at writing my own erotica mm. and seeing. So you know, pouring that into my writing and seeing if it, if it'll appeal to other people. Mm. Because um, there is, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's lots of different mm. uh, erotica websites, but um, like anything, you need to shop because there's, there's mm. some some rubbish out there. Totally. So, so I got a great idea that we should do together because I do the most amazing evening of exploring erotic and erotic writing. It's called Awakening the Erotic Spirit. Oh, that sounds amazing! And I think we need to make a date. 
Definitely. And we'll all advertise and make it happen. And I think that'll be really cool. Love that deal. That so we are yeah. going to put that together in the next awesome. couple of weeks. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Wonderful. What did you enjoy most about being here this morning? Uh, you guys, you really, you know, everybody brought something from themselves, mm. uh, for the, from, from inside. You know, just reading so many, it, it, it really, it makes me feel emotional. I must be honest. It's something that touches you and, and really touched me. So I want to explore it f- with myself. It's to be brave a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll offer you all a gift. Anybody who wants, who's listening. But you have to email me to get it, John T at Eroslife.co.za. I will happily share with you my tweet it my personal um, collection of erotic poetry, the stuff I have written. Awesome. Wonderful. So send me an email, I'll send you a link. It's on a Dropbox folder, you can download it, and I will happily share that with you. Bonus. So because <laughs> so I'm the boss here, <laughs> one more piece for someone really special. It's called You Are My Tantra. You are my tantra, you are my journey, you are my body's longing, you are my hand's desire, you are my heart's opening, you are my soul's breath, you are my expansion, you are my unity, you are my orgasm, you are my touch, you are my pleasure, you are my freedom, you are my bond, you are my excitement, you are my safety, you are the fullness of woman, you are the essence of beauty. You are the slut goddess, you are my temple, you are the high priestess before whom I serve and worship in whose presence I am enslaved, and whom I own. My touch, my words, my wisdom flow through you, from you, because of you. You are my opening, you are my seed, you are my flower, you are my teacher. You are my pupil, you are my witness, you are my confessor. You light the flame within me, and it burns through my hands onto your skin. You are my eternity, you are my tantra. So. Yeah, that was also very stunning. Super special. Super special lady. <laughs> so, next is Kasper Raspa and a whole crew of interesting people. And I think Kasper's doing some medical fetish stuff today because he's there with a surgical mask and who knows <laughs> what else is going to happen there. And we wish you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.